0: On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about playing arena shows, how cool it is to play those big venues, and some difficulties, uh, for lack of a better term, that can be associated with playing those types of venues and how they differ from you know, your typical club gigs and all these sort of obvious differences. But But I will also try to speak about some not-so-obvious ones. But before I get started, I would love to thank the companies that have supported me through the years and that I proudly endorse, Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, Evans Drumheads, LP Percussion, Gibraltar Hardware, Sympad Accessories, and last but not least, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors. If you know me, regardless if it's for many years or somewhat recently, you know about my love for hard rock and basically arena rock, And I vividly remember growing up and idolizing all these hard rock and metal bands and wanting to play big arena shows. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do music from a young, impressionable age. I vividly remember watching Metallica's live S Binge and Purge box set and being blown away about the stage setup or, you know all those big shows like Guns N' Roses shows in Japan all those I believe those were outdoors but just those big stadium shows were something that always made a huge impact in my life and I dreamt of playing it playing those shows and I remember also the sort of not only the production of it, the lights and the stage and the you know stairs to get up to the riser and the drum riser and how big the drum sets were and all that other stuff. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a professional musician. I wanted to experience that whole thing. And then I also remember vividly seeing these sort of backstage videos. I, I, I keep thinking like Poison and Bon Jovi did these, but I'm pretty sure every band back in those days... Um, And to this day, they continue to do those videos because they're so effective and so cool. So basically, just the setup and backstage and the loading dock and the trucks and the tour buses and all that other stuff. And I was fascinated by it. I thought it was the coolest thing. And I always wanted to play them, uh, play those shows. But at some point in my life, I took a different path and I started doing all these Latin jazz gigs and jazz gigs and It wasn't conducive or they weren't conducive to living those experiences. And eventually I was able to redirect my energy, my thoughts, my career to that sort of world. And man, I cannot tell you how incredible it has been through the years and how fortunate I feel to be able to play those shows for numerous reasons. One of the reasons is to fulfill a goal and a dream that I had, sort of the esoteric, not philosophical, but the whole goal, aspiration, visualization aspect of it, bucket list, um, however you want to call it. So that within itself has been incredible, and it's something that I value and I cherish, and it's absolutely incredible. Another part of it is, as you know, I'm a big sports fan, so getting to play these sports arenas is super, super cool. I've been able to play in some, you know, professional NBA teams, you know, stadium or arenas. And it's been incredible. And obviously, also been fortunate to play. Well, not obviously, but <laughs> obvious to me, because I lived it. I've been able to play soccer stadiums in South America, like the River Plate Stadium, or the Saprissa Stadium in Costa Rica. It's, things like that have been absolutely incredible. And that never gets old, because I just simply love sports and I feel like to some degree I'm walking the same halls, literally, as some of my idols and people that I admire. In another, or On another plane, the different dimension, there is the fact that being on those types of venues is somewhat of a testament or a proof or a result of your career hitting a certain level. Um, not necessarily talent-based, but um, more based on who you're playing with and in, in whatever decisions you've made through your life to get to that point. So they're, they're just a clear result of doing X, Y, or Z to get there. And again, that's also something that I really, really value. So it's kind of a combination of the three things, the sort of wishful thinking, esoteric childhood dreams. Then you have... The factual thing of what the venue is and what they represent and also what the venue could represent as far as how it translates to your career and your trajectory as a musician and the choices that you made in your life to get to that point. Now, the other side of it and the sort of first world problem of it all is that arenas tend to be very, very similar and they lack a certain personality that clubs do. And smaller venues do. And it's sort of this standardized corporate, for lack of a better term, uh, building. And there's a lot of rooms and a lot of waiting. And the catering is basically always the same. And just the hallways are the same. And the dressing rooms are sort of standard as far as not the quality of it, but the how common they are or how similar they are. And it can get boring. You can get used to playing in arenas and it sort of being a big blur in your mind. And again, I'm not complaining about it. And I'm not saying that that is not good. I'm saying is that it could get to that point. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sort of aimlessly wondering and walking around between soundcheck and you know, the the actual show. And there's a lot of time in between. And it depends on what kind of tour you're doing. If you're doing a tour bus or you're staying at a hotel and you drive to the venue and how early you get there. But there's a lot of like walking and waiting around. And another thing that you miss is the the direct fan interaction that you get from playing at a at a club or a smaller venue. And you obviously you don't need me to tell you this because it's something that's very objective. But you miss that some people really, really enjoy the interaction with a crowd and seeing everybody's face. And in an arena, you can't. You see only a few rows. And that has always been something, not that I enjoy not seeing the rest of the crowd, but as far as like you feel or I feel less pressure playing in front of an arena audience than a small audience. I know that sounds crazy, but last week I went to visit my sister up in Portland, and my niece um, had me over to to you know to play in front of like you know second graders or something, and I got so nervous playing drums in front of these children, and it cannot compare to the amount of comfort I feel playing in front of a larger audience. It's kind of crazy, but so you lose that sort of personal interaction if that's something that you love obviously you need to not expect the same reaction when you play one of those venues the other part of it is that if you're um you play for an artist and it's not your band the you know your your mind kind of plays tricks on you and I play I mentioned this before how the crowd isn't there really for you they're for the artist but you kind of have to in order to sort of play this role you kind of have to sort of fake it till you make it type of thing where you have to think that the people are there for you in a way in order for you to sort of take on this persona, enjoy the the moment and not make it about yourself, but definitely not be detached from it because you need to enjoy it and you need to be, you know, show you're human and you need to show that you're enjoying it and then you're, you're, you're having a good time in order for the crowd to have a good time, hopefully. And to sort of bring it full circle you know like i mentioned my love for rock and metal music and all that stuff but i that's not the the avenue that i've taken to play arena shows i've done the pop world and the pop gigs and part of me kind of felt sometimes like oh man you know like like there was something missing like well but this is not quite how i imagined it and it's so silly to to in my now now that i think about it to to minimize what I'm doing because of the genre that I'm doing like who cares you know, you know what I mean you're playing where you've always wanted to play like the type of music is somewhat irrelevant and at some point even before I even did it I thought that it would be lame quote-unquote to do it with other than you know a big name rock act for example and that's just now that I think about it it's absurd and I'm not judging you if you think that way but I think you might be doing yourself a little disservice if you downplay your achievement because of the particular genre that you're you're playing as a drummer, um, not to isolate people, but as a drummer, um, it's interesting to know how we play in a, a venue of that magnitude, because even if we're miked and all that stuff, you know, we need to play a certain way. And I find myself hitting harder than I normally do if I'm either practicing or obviously playing to the room in a small room. But one of the things that I never realized was the whole physical aspect of it, of you being in an arena and seeing how large it is. And your body sort of automatically on its own compensates and starts hitting harder than you think. So your equipment might need to change. Your drum heads might need to change. Your drumsticks that you use and the symbols that you use might need to change, not for your own sake only, obviously for the music and the artist and the genre and whatever you're playing, the gig itself, but also for yourself and your playing. So that balance, it's very, very interesting and I really, really enjoy finding it. To finish, I'll tell you this. I love arena shows so much. I never get tired of them. I think they're unbelievable. They're incredible. And they fulfill this childhood fantasy of mine Of playing those big shows. And that will never change. Do they get repetitive sometimes? Yes. But only if you think about it that way. Um, I try to approach every gig as differently. And I will never, ever, ever not love the feeling of getting to soundcheck. And walking on stage. You know, up those stairs. And sitting behind the drum set on an open, empty arena. And imagining it full. Or filling up, and it's just the most incredible feeling in the world, and and I love looking at the very, very back, you know, the nosebleed seats, or up in the corners, or when they're even blocked by the speakers, or columns, or flags, or whatever it is, and it's just an amazing feeling, and I try not to take it for granted, and I absolutely love it, and I think it's one of those things that everybody should not strive for necessarily, but try and fight for and, and love it and just experience it because it's just basically addicting. And it just, it never gets old for me. And actually, I'll add one last thing. One of the reasons that I love playing arenas the most is that the whole operation isn't a small one. To get to play to an arena or in an arena... It implies a lot of people involved, a certain type of management or support from the label, and obviously most more important than anything, the amount of people and the crew that it takes to put one of those shows together and I love working with crew and large amounts of people as far as you know the audio team and the text and all that stuff I absolutely love, and I've always gone along with with the technical side of things and the technical, the the techs, excuse me, and the crew. And I absolutely love all that and and learning from all those people. And they're just incredibly amazing at what they do. And a club show usually isn't that. It's a much more more small operation. And I love working with other people. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.